are absolutely convinced that God himself was with you. We say, Emmanuel, God is with us, but how would you live if you were absolutely, without a question in your mind, were completely, 100% convicted and convinced that that was true? Our passage is John 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Never. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is the Word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. So just as Jesus was sent by God to an exact time, place, and circumstance, so are you and I sent by God. We are the people of God, those who are believers, the people of God. We're sent to make the love of Christ visible in our own time. We're sent to make the love of God visible to others in our own time. Each of us, each of you and me, has been born in the right time, at the right place, and you have a purpose. You have a purpose in this world. It's not a mistake that y'all are here tonight. It's not a mistake that you're born into this era. And by the way, even though the world might be going crazy, God still is in control. God has seen this stuff going on from the beginning of time. Our, our picture tonight goes from the, the Garden of Eden. That's where the story of Christ begins. We talk a lot about you know, the, the Christmas story and we keep it in that, that Bethlehem story. The truth is that Bethlehem began at the beginning. With Adam and Eve, and the painting that God has done, has painted led to Bethlehem, and it leads to now. It leads to you being here this evening with us, all of us together. It's not a mistake, it's an on purpose by God. Consider how miraculous it is that you were all born, grew, and ended up here today. What would it have, what are the odds that, that I was born in California? Hey, where, where are some of you born? Give me some other states. North Carolina. North Carolina. Where's that? Florida. 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 Illinois. Illinois. South Carolina. South Carolina. Georgia. Georgia. Come on, baby. China. Illinois. Tennessee. We've been from this. We've got. What are the odds when you were born that if somebody would have said, "Hey, on, on December 25, 2015, let me tell you where it's 24, you're, you're going to be in. You're going to be sitting in Bold Springs, United Methodist Church. Uh, it's not even in town. It's out in the country. What are the odds? Cora, Philadelphia, <laughs> and yet, guess what? You're here, not here, right? We're here together. 
what endless chain of events and people had to happen to make you who you are today. I'm recovering addict and alcoholic. It took a lot, a lot to get me to wear this. Let me tell you, this was not a picture of my addiction. I didn't go, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to be this thing and then I'm going to be up here in front of people as a preacher. That's crazy. You're crazy. If somebody would have told me that 25, 30 years ago, that would say you're crazy. And yet, last I checked, I'm standing up here in this hot road on Christmas Eve at a And I wouldn't change that, by the way. I fought it long enough. I know better now. Your birth is not an accident. Your life, in fact, is a miracle. Your life is a miracle. Say that with me. My life is a miracle. Now say it like you mean it. Tell, tell the God. My life is a miracle. Your life is a miracle. It's absolutely amazing that, you're, that we breathe and that life is an absolute miracle. Your life is a miracle. It's not an accident. The life of Jesus wasn't an accident. Your life is not an accident. But Jesus' life was probably the biggest on-purpose miracle ever in creation. Galatians chapter 4 reads, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Paul declared that Jesus' birth to Mary wasn't haphazard, it wasn't an accident, it wasn't any of that. It was the right time. It was the right and proper time. God sent his son at the exact moment to the exact parents that he chose. And it freaked Mary out. Every time I read that, I go, man, what would it have been like to be Mary? And an angel starts talking to you, telling you're about to be pregnant, and you've never been with a man, and all this stuff, and in your head, you're going, they're going, stop me. Because if you get pregnant back then, that, that, that was not okay. That was time to go gather the, the stones and start throwing them. You know, that wasn't good. So yeah, confused. She was confused. She was scared. Absolutely. But so was you and I. Hey, have I mentioned that Jesus' birth was right on time and right on purpose? Have I mentioned that yet? Yeah, I did. Did so Jesus' time was what? Right on time and right on purpose. It, I know some of y'all is the first time that you've been around me, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys that's very likely to come out here say say something like, Bro, Jesus' birth was right on time and right on purpose. Yeah, see, I, don't, I don't mind doing that. You were right on that. That was awesome. <laughs> but it was. It was an on-purpose event. He chose Joseph. He chose Mary. The angel appeared to Mary. But he chose this to be the, the case. And the impact of Jesus' influence can't be measured, right? You know that we set our calendars, and, and they can rename it the Common Era or, or BCE or whatever it is. It's still based on the birth of Jesus Christ. We set our calendar by the birth of Jesus. There's no area that hasn't been affected by Jesus Christ. Jesus changed everything. He always changed everything. How an addict can become a preacher. That's how your life could be impacted in the many. If we if we had time to sit back and talk about the ways that Jesus has changed your life, it would take a long time, a long time. Because when when the, the touch of God comes in, it changes you. There's nothing that you can do about that. 
The birth of Jesus wasn't just this historical reality. See, that it was a historical reality, but it wasn't just a historical reality. See, it's also a spiritual reality for us today. <coughs> According to John 1, in our passage, Jesus was born with a purpose to make us the children of God through a spiritual rebirth, to be born again. John 3, it mentions that Jesus talking about the necessity of being born again. Now, Nicodemus was confused by that because he's like, well, wait a minute, once you've been born, you can't be born again. That wasn't what Jesus was talking about. He's talking about being born of the Spirit. Spiritual birth was and is the business of Jesus Christ. Always. Always. John talks to us and tells us a lot about Jesus, that Jesus is full of grace. Grace is God's unconditional love for us. Unmerited love. We don't earn grace. Grace is given to all of us. Doesn't matter. You know, in the Methodist denomination, in our church, in our doctrine, we have we we like to split up grace into forgiving and justifying and sanctifying grace. Really, we're talking about one grace. It's a grace that's there. We're made in the image of God. That you are a create. You are created in the image of God. God's very image. When you look in the mirror, you're looking at the top. Not you, the, not you the person, you know, you're not God. But the image of God is in you. There's a spark, there's a divine spark. It's that light in your eyes. And if you work with folks along the way, then that's not out. You can see it. And if you and if you work with folks when it comes back on, you can see it because there's a spark that's in us that comes from the spirit. Powerful stuff. We're made in the very image of God. Man and woman he created in his image. And he didn't do that because we're we're the best people ever. He didn't do that because we're we do everything right. That ought to get an amen. He didn't do it because we're on target all the time, because we're not. He did it because he loves you and me so much that he sent his only son that we celebrate in this season as we celebrate his first month. There's only something back for us so that we can be saved. So that we can spend eternity with God and so that God can spend beginning now with us living our lives and, 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 and be as all with us and everything we do. It's an amazing thing when you think about the creator of everything wants to loving us that much. But that's great. You know, the beauty of Christianity, or most of the other, or all of the other religions, have God up here on the mountain, and you climb up the mountain to get to God. Christianity, what we have is Jesus was on the mountain, and he came down to us. We don't have to climb the mountain, because he came down. He came down for you, and he came down for me. And he loves us that much. And we celebrate that in this season. That, that's the takeaway, that Jesus changes everything, but it's because he loves you. He loves you. That much. That's right. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you more. Or make God love you less. He loves you as much as it's possible to love. And he pursues you always. We got to be older folks. You know what the word woo means, right? Some of the younger guys probably don't know what woo is. You know what it is to woo somebody? You know what it is to woo somebody? 
<laughs> What's made worse for that? Today, the cold of death. Well, God is in pursuit, to be in pursuit of the blue. God is willing us back to Him. It's, it's why we can't get away from Him. Even though we try, we run it. I ran it as hard as I could to try and get away from God. You know where He was? With me every step of the way. You know, I got a plan for you. I know you don't know it. You ain't going to like it when I tell you. But I got a plan for you. Just like He has a plan for you and your family. I hope that you grab hold of that at some point, whether it's tonight or another night, or you're going to seek Him out and just offer you, Lord, what is it that you want? What is it that you're after from me? Jesus is full of grace. He told a woman at a, at a well, he had been married five times, that no man could satisfy the deepest thirst. She was searching for satisfaction with men. And he offered, he said, I have the living water which will satisfy your thirst. And that's what he has for you and for me today. It's full of grace and truth. He's sent by God with the capacity to love without end and confront without compromise. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through Him. You'll hear that here at Bold Springs a lot. We believe that. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the path. We don't compromise that, but we welcome all to come. He loves us when we were at our lowest. He will love you at your lowest and highest. that He loves us all. Loves us with that man. It's the character of Jesus who was born in Bethlehem. The character of Jesus who wants to be born new in your life today. Just as Jesus was sent to the exact time, place, and circumstance that he was to go to, so you and I, as the hands and feet of Christ, the people of God, are sent to make that love of Christ apparent and available to others in our world. That is our role as believers. When people see us, they need to see Jesus. Whether we agree with them or not, they need to see Jesus in us as believers. Because that's what we're sent here for. That's what He'll use you for, too. Let me say again, you're born to the right place, David. Right on time, right on, you're right exactly. That's the deal, though. Right place, right time, on purpose, God. And you hear it, and that's it. He had Chris Gallman running the meeting back there. On purpose. But each of you has a role to play in the body of Christ. You're sent to live lives that exemplify Christ in the world. To show Christ to others. So that they can get a taste of this Jesus who changes everything. So do we do it perfect? No. We fall down a lot. But we get back up. And we, and, and we get back up together and move forward. In a world that seeks power and prominence and prestige and profits and stuff, we have a very simple message. Tender message is about a Savior who was born that we might find the living. 
God who loves us that much. And we're to declare it to the world. We're to go tell it on the mountain. Saying that last week. God sent Jesus, and Jesus sent us with truth and grace. And may this be the year that Jesus changes everything for you. I pray that to be the case.